The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Thanks for being here. I want to say a big special thanks today to Turner Business Appraisers and Matthews, North Carolina, for sponsoring today's edition of Community Spotlight. Our guest today is Lydia Kaiser. She is the Corporate Communication Specialist for Child Evangelism Fellowship and excited to talk to her about what God is doing through CEF in the local communities, but also around the world. Lydia, thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for having me, Braxton. Yeah, excited to have you on the podcast. Now, on their website, cefonline.com, their motto is every child, every nation, every day. What does that mean, Lydia? And, and break that down for us of how that looks for local CEFs. So every child, we, we just really want to see every child brought to uh, the good news of salvation through Jesus. And we mainly do that through supporting churches who want to reach children. We recognize uh, CEF. We are not the church. Uh, we're here to support the church and um, help them reach out into the community where the kids are, in their public school, um, in the parks, backyards, uh, you, you know, the kids down the street from you, to know, to, to, to be equipped on how to reach out to those kids. Because for the most part, they are not being taken to church. And if we wait for the, these kids, you know, to come into church, we're just losing the next generation. Yeah. And so what about um, the part where every nation or uh, every day, how do those, uh, those things play into what you guys do? Well, we, our founder, uh, Mr. O, we affectionately call him, used to pray over every nation on his globe. And we are very close to realizing the answer to his prayer with uh, replicating our programs and our teaching methods and our, our education structure all over the world. Um, but again, the, the main thing that we just really want people to understand is that we've got to reach people uh, while they're still children, because the likelihood of someone coming to Christ after na- age 19, that drops to only 6%. And sadly, um, the church at large, um, what some, something like 85% of, of the average church budget goes to adult programs. Mm. And so we're putting most of our resources where the the least amount of harvest is. Yeah. So let's talk about those resources. Some of the things that you guys do, program-based, um, engage with people outside of the walls of the church. Because, like you said, so many of these families aren't bringing their kids to church. So you're meeting them where, you, where they are. So right. uh, first, I, I guess one of the big things you do over the summers are the five-day clubs. Tell us about that and how that's gone. Okay. Well, I, I want to back up just a spec and say that, you know, being available to help the church, one of the first things we like to do is actually come into uh, the local church and help train the existing children's workers and add more to their number and their strength. Because a lot of times you have only a handful of people who are just you know, carrying the full weight of the children's workload, and they're just exhausted. You know, we can't come and say, hey, why don't you come on out to the public school and, and, you know, too, when they can barely handle Sunday school and children's church. So we come in, um, we run some trainings for you, we get you um, having a larger group of people who feel confident and, and competent to work with the kids. 
And then we say, okay, now that you're, you're feeling strong and you can take care of the kids that we're sending to you, um, let's reach out into the community. So something that's happening right now, uh, or actually wrapping up as you're listening to this interview, is the summertime five-day clubs. Uh, but what we do is first we work with your teenagers. So especially in your church, you've got some teens um, that um, probably do not truly have a grasp on the influence they can have on children. And so we have a program called Christian Youth in Action, where we train teenagers. Each state brings the teens from all over the state to um, a camp or, or one facility in the month of June and put these kids through just a really intensive training um, all together where they learn how to reach children over the summer. And then they go back in teams to their local chapters and their local church. And they, um, their chapters have scheduled all these five day clubs and they can be in people's homes or backyards or in the parks, or just all over. It's kind of like a VBS held outside in your community yeah. because, you know, you can't always get a lot of kids to come into your VBS. There, a lot of people are not just real comfortable coming into your church, but if your church sponsors some five-day clubs and your teens are involved in those five-day clubs, and then you hold your closing program in the church building, well, now you can get those parents to come in um, after you have loved on their kids all week and, and helped them. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what's happening as you listen to this interview is, is the summertime five day clubs are wrapping up. These teens are going back to their churches, just really well-trained and having realized what a huge impact they can have on kids' lives. Yeah. And you talk about the everyday portion of your motto about discipleship and how that is an everyday thing. And so that plays into the five day clubs that plays into what I want to talk about now, the good news clubs, where you do that during the school year. Tell us about how that works and what that means and how, how they're successful. Well, now that these um, five-day clubs are wrapped up, a, a big emphasis in all the local chapters is going to be teacher training to get ready for the fall good news clubs. And again, this is something that um, anyone can, can join into this training and learn um, how to strengthen their own child evangelism and discipleship skills. Um, but the, the fall good news clubs and then the spring semester good news clubs are mostly held in public schools. So around the U.S., again, now these are pre-COVID numbers. Um, we had around 5,000 clubs in public schools. Well, it was over 5,000 and then another thousand or so in other locations. But we love doing public school because um, when that last bell rings, the kids don't have to go anywhere. They can just go down the hall to where the, the classroom or the gym where the, the club is being held. And, you know, that's where kids are. Um, and so um, we, we just love Good News Clubs. And the churches who, who sponsor these clubs, um, they get training in it. They get all the equipping. Um, their local chapter director will go into the school and grease the wheels and pave the way to open up that club for them because a lot of people don't understand the legalities and, and, and all. Sure. So, um, yeah, we, we have churches that have, you know, sponsored a club and it's gone well. And then they, they're like, well, let's do another one. You know, and so they get more schools or, or the, the club's grown so much in one school, they break it off into two. And, you know, when they're asked, how do you get these people to keep coming back all year long to this weekly 
good news club. They're like, we love it. We're having so much fun. I couldn't keep them away if I wanted to, you know? <laughs> so that's the discipleship is weekly um, having them come to club and then establishing them in church. Now, when these kids get excited about Jesus and they start asking their parents to take them to church, um, you know, the first church, hopefully, most likely, most often that they think of is their Good News Club teacher's church. And they want to see their teacher there as well. So this is a great way for churches to get people into their church doors that would have never come otherwise. Right. Right. So uh, what would you say some of the biggest needs might be for, and it's going to be different based on the community, but for for the most part, for a local community uh, CEF that's running some of these good news clubs, what are some of the needs that people in communities can help their good news clubs, but also, like you're talking about, help the local church as well? Well, just volunteering. Um, so every club just needs plenty of people to um, just come love on the kids to um, organize things, bring the snacks. You can gradually ease in with some of the teaching if you'd like to learn how to lead some of the songs or how to teach a verse or how to counsel children who respond to the invitation. You know, you don't get dumped in like, okay, the whole program's yours and you have to, you know, do all this teaching and everything, you know. So even just volunteering and, and helping out in a club, um, maybe just having the snacks and, and game ready every week or something like that um, and, or doing a little publicity. So yeah, there's, or, or just praying for that club even. And if you'd like to do that, you can go online to cefonline.com. You can find a local CEF or good news club in your area. And so Lydia, I guess, tell us more about what that looks like when you do go online and direct people for where they can get connected to their local community CEF. Yeah, there's a chapter lookup on that corporate website, and they can put in their state. They can It takes them to a place where you put in your state, and then you can see all the chapters. And so you can see which one is closest, or you can just contact the state office. But like you know, most of your listeners, I guess, are in North Carolina. Um, Pre-COVID, they were in 202 public schools. And um, hoping, well, a lot of those are opening up again. And so they're hoping to expand that. They have a number of other programs like the Good News Spectacular, one-time events. Um, They had one this last Saturday where they had 150 church volunteers um, shared the gospel with 2,500 people, had 52 decisions. And the youth pastors that that brought their youth to participate in this, they said, wow, we want to do more with CEF. We love how they train, disciple, and mobilize our young people. So these are these are people you just really want to get to know. Um, Tennessee, uh, they've got training happening this month here in August in all 10 of their local chapters. Um, they have reached over 10,000 kids in their state, and they have a great vision for reaching even more this coming year. And, you know, that was COVID numbers, 10,000 kids, even during COVID. Sure. Wow. So there is such a huge need uh, all around the listening area, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, and your local community. You can connect with kids, families, invite them to these good news clubs, change lives, just like the child, just like the motto, every child, every nation, every day. Yeah. These kids are the future of the church. 65% of people who are church leaders, missionaries, CEF workers, they came to Christ before age 14. Wow. Wow. And that, that, that is 
exactly what CEF is doing. Uh, and you can also, again, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram to uh, connect with them. That way you can learn more, see a little bit behind the scenes, some pictures there. Uh, it's uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship Inc. on uh, Facebook. And then Instagram, you can just search for their handle at CEF Around the World. Lydia, you're the best. Thanks for sharing today. Thank you, Braxton. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.